Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using your iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show. This episode of iPad Pros is sponsored by Agenda. Learn more at www.agenda.com. When we were working out this pencil feature and sort of like thinking of the suggested use cases for it, I was like, oh, I am feeling like sports content. And I also am a big basketball fan. I'm a big like NBA person. And I'm just like, I can see coaches using this to like break down plays, do some X's and O's. That's how I envision it. Welcome back to another episode of Epic Pros. This is an exciting one as we welcome a new category of apps on the iPad. With the release of iPadOS 17, we can now hook up external webcams to the iPad. And as developers quickly discovered over the summer, this also unlocked capture cards and other video sources to be brought into the iPad. The developers of Halide created a new app called Orion that is designed to let you use your iPad as a screen for your Nintendo Switch, PS5, and other gaming consoles, and includes some cool AI features like 4K upscaling. This is also an incredibly fun app as it reminds me of the iOS 6 days with some very delightful UI that they created around the concept of the Orion operating system something that feels like something from out of the 80s or 70s. It's just very delightful. So give Orion a download. It's free to download with a $5 unlock for all the features uh, with a 4K upscaling. So very cool app that was enabled by this new ability in iPadOS 17. The other huge entrance in the space now allowed by iPadOS 17 is from the folks at Reincubate and their release of Camo Studio for iPad. This app brings a full streaming solution for the iPad. You can think of it almost as an OBS light on the iPad. It is really an incredible app that is hard to believe now exists on the iPad. And coming up in this episode is an interview I did with Eden at Reincubate all about Camo Studio for the iPad. We dive into all the features in the app currently and touch on some of the features that may be coming in a future update. If you want to support this podcast, the best thing to do is go out and download Agenda, who's sponsoring this episode of Iva Pros. I'll be sharing a bit later in this episode all about some of my favorite updates to the app that happened earlier this year with multi-window and quick open. But for now, head on over to agenda.com to learn more and get started with this awesome app that I've used for years at this point to produce this show. Another way to support the podcast and get early access to both iPad Pros and Vision Pros is by supporting the Patreon at www.patreon.com slash or by subscribing in Apple Podcasts. My thanks to everyone that supports the show in either of those places. With that, here's my interview with Eden. Enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Eden. Thank you so much for inviting me. I am really excited to come on. Um, I picked out a few of your recent past episodes and it kind of made me realize sort of just how awesome of a tool that the iPad can be beyond the usual sort of extension of workflow type deals. Um, and I feel like I have a lot I can learn from, from you and your content. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's, um, the iPad is a fascinating kind of world. Cause like a lot of it's, a, it serves a different role for so many different people. Yeah. And when you, use it as your main computer, you kind of like figure out all of the different um, pain points that uh, as I'm sure we'll talk about today with some of the things that uh, have been lifted with iPadOS 17. But uh, you, you, you kind of see how far it can go and um, where it really does shine. So um, 
Can you first introduce kind of yourself and your role at Reincubate? Yeah, sure. So I am Eden. I run the customer success team. Um, I'm also community building lead at Camo. And the role that I like to introduce myself as, though, is executive producer of live programming. I basically produce and host our, our live stream shows. So I think the title of EP sounds really cool. Um, so that's how I like to introduce myself. But I'm very involved with the product at Camo. I do a ton of testing. It really helps back my role as, you know, leader of the CS team. I need to know what all of the issues that our customers are running into, what the customers are saying, as well as for leading our, you know, our video content, our YouTube channel, doing app specific content or doing our like community building live stream shows. I need to be able to know the app really well. So I am deep in the trenches with with Camo. A lot of people have also said that as the way that I describe my job, I also serve sort of like as a product manager. So I never really thought about that until someone said that to me as I was talking about what I do. So um, hopefully that gives you a little bit of a look into what I do here at Camo. Awesome. Yeah. And reincubate themselves or their selves, whatever you call a company. Um, uh, this product is a different kind of thing. You know, you have iPhone and BlackBerry backup extractors. So if you like lose your device, you can like pull up that iTunes backup and try to, uh, yeah. you know, retrieve something rather vital. And um, how how old is, you know, Camo for the Mac? And like, when did this enter your guys's kind of catalog of products? Yeah, so... As you said, we've been making software since 2008, mostly our backup-focused products. Um, During the pandemic in 2020, when there was a huge webcam shortage, our team, which, full disclosure, I was not there at the time I came on after Camo was already launched, but the team found sort of this, like, missing piece across the industry. Everyone, not just the, the industry, across the world. Like, everyone was looking for ways to stay connected with their friends, families, and loved ones when it was all recommended that we isolate ourselves and stay in. And with the webcam shortage that arose during that time period, um, the team just came up with the idea of allowing people to use their iPhone cameras as a webcam, which I'm, you know, you're an Apple iPad guy, you know how much R&D goes into, you know, these, these cameras that that we are able to put in our pockets. And Camo was originally a MacOS to iOS product, but now we've also extended our Camo desktop app to Windows and Android phones. So there's also like, you know, cross-platform compatibility, et cetera. Um, basically, you can use any any smartphone to any awesome smartphone camera to use as your video source and that's just i think is so cool because it's way better than the, the video quality that you're going to get from traditional webcams absolutely and it's kind of interesting that being the beginning of camo and it seems to evolve to, you know where we'll talk about today camo studio for ipad where it's it's like a it's like a live switching streaming production studio yeah. almost yeah yeah the Camo Studio for iPad experience is is definitely a little bit different from our desktop experience, which at some point we definitely want the experience to be just as awesome with all the features on Mac, Windows, and iPad, and who knows where we might grow from, from here on out. But um, yeah, so our Camo Studio for iPad is focused more on streaming 
Like mm-hmm. it is very streamer focused, whereas our traditional, I call it our legacy app, but it's really just our desktop app. It's not that old to be called a legacy, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's basically the ultimate facilitator of making great video easy and accessible to everyone. You know, you can connect any camera to your computer and make it better using camo is sort of like the TLDR of it all. Excellent. And before we dive into Camo Studio on the iPad, I'm curious, uh, what's your current iPad setup and, you know, how do you use the iPad? What role does it kind of serve for you? Yeah, sure. So I would consider myself an iPad casual. Yes. Um, I mostly use it for convenience while traveling as like an extension of my workflow. Like it is a lifesaver to be able to access and edit docs or even do like video editing. Like CapCut is heavy on my iPad for editing short videos, as well as like the Adobe versions of um, like Photoshop Express. There's Adobe Rush um, for like quick editing of graphics and videos while traveling. Um, That's really sort of where I live. And Mm -hmm. of course, now I also use the iPad to do some game streaming in my free time. Um, (laughs) But I was curious to see from you as as you're the iPad expert, I'd love to hear like, what are like a few of your top iPad apps that you found to be really useful for you, whether that's like for productivity or for like everyday life and just lifestyle? I mean, as a podcaster, uh, Ferrite is my go to app to edit and produce all the shows. Uh, and then alongside that, uh, the developer the past couple of weeks released uh, trans- Transcriptionist to do on-device transcriptions of the podcast. Each person's on their own separate transcript, and it kind of makes it all visually appealing to include that with the episodes. So as a podcaster, that's kind of my main bread and butter for apps. And then when I want to get back to my college days of composing music, Adorico on the iPad is just it's unbelievable it's it, it's basically it, it's like having finale on the ipad it's that level of um feature set and i can hook up my midi keyboard and you know be writing music on the ipad which is just something i've oh, waited wow. so long for and we finally have it after whatever decade it took the to these apps to start coming out yeah that's awesome so you are you do all of the editing and recording from your ipad for your for your podcast yeah yeah, I do. I use a Zoom H6 audio recorder. Uh, so cool. I feed uh, my iPad's audio into that on one track. And my good microphone is on a separate track on that H6. Nice. Uh, and then I can just uh, pop the SD card into my Thunderbolt dock and offload directly in the Ferrite from, from there. And I'm off and running, yeah. That's so cool because I, I come... So I got my start in content creation from podcasting. Um, and I was on just the, I was not on the production end for a very long time, but as, as I like learned more about the back end and like production and it just how all of it works, like, I don't know, at some point as a podcaster, you, you kind of figure, you know, maybe I don't need a producer. I would like to know how to do some of this myself. Um, and I'm, I'm more a desktop person, but it's, I think that's, it's really cool to hear that you are able to do everything that you need to do from just the iPad. Yeah. Like, and Ferry is it's, it's custom built for podcasting. Like it, it, the app was oh, like cool. two, two okay. specifications of what it would podcast would need strip silence, leveling the audio chapter markers, everything you could possibly nice. want for podcasting is in here. Um, templates for shows, all that good stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I'm definitely going to have to look into that. <laughs> yeah. Um, for sure. And as we'll talk about um, a little bit, um, 
curious about video podcasting potential with Cambo Studio and, you know, integrating these two apps in some way would be kind of interesting, you know, because you can feed video into Ferrite and it'll grab the audio from that. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of possibilities here. Yeah. So, um, Camo Studio, um, can you give me kind of the elevator pitch for what this app is on iPad? I know we already talked a little bit about it. Um, yeah, for sure. And stuff and stuff. Um, so Camo Studio for iPad is a brand new Camo Studio experience featuring new streaming and recording capabilities with scene building tools, bringing in multiple video sources for picture in picture, which really make it easier for creators at all levels to create and stream content with tech that they are already own and are familiar with on the go or at home. So I, for one, have been really excited about this because I travel a lot, not just for work, but also because I work remotely. So I have that flexibility. And the idea that I could run my shows from just an iPad without having to bring my full computer kit is like so exciting to me. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess that is my little ele- elevator pitch for Camo Studio on iPad. Awesome. So prior to the release of iPad OS 17, um, this just was not possible. I've, I've long dreamed of a day where, oh, I want to be able to plug in H, you know, HDMI sources into my iPad. I'd love to, you know, archive my VHS tapes onto my iPad using some kind of product. And all that changed with iPad OS 17. So what's new in this release that makes this app kind of finally possible? So the biggest piece was that Apple made it possible to connect external webcams and other cameras or video sources via capture cards to iPads with iPad OS 17. So with this ability, we thought, you know, why not explore a version of Camo Studio where the iPad gets to be sort of the star of the show? We've been really popular for live streamers and content creators in the last couple of years with our desktop app. As I mentioned earlier, it just really facilitates great video for everyone. And we've had a lot of requests from our, our customers and our friends to be able to, you know, run Camo Studio from the iPad. And so with the iPad OS 17 news, it kind of felt like a, a next logical step for us, which I, I, I say that kind of hesitantly because now in hindsight, it seems like a very logical step. But while we were going through it, there was a lot of it, it, it was definitely a lot of chaos as we sort of concepted a whole new app experience different from what we are very familiar with. And then also, just as more and more people become interested in doing video content and live streaming, we hope that there would be a lot of excitement for an app that could extend that barrier of entry beyond needing a full computer setup. Like, you probably know better than anyone that the iPad, especially the iPad Pros these days, are just as strong, if not, like, even a stronger piece of tech compared to some classic desktop or laptop setups. So it's been pretty interesting to get to be a part of. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, with external monitor support, it, it feels like I'm, you know, you know, running a kind of, a, you know, simplified Mac in many ways these days. Yeah. yeah it's it's I, for some reason, whenever I'm doing stuff from the iPad, it feels more like command station vibes as opposed to like when I'm using like a laptop or a computer. It just feels like I'm at a computer. But right. <laughs> there's just something about the iPad experience that just gives you a whole different feel that I just think is um, I don't know. It, it's very futuristic and forward thinking. And I, I think that that's really cool to get to be a part of a team that is exploring these sort of solutions for people. For sure. And so it sounds so it sounds like 
Camo Studio builds on this ability that Apple touted at the keynote. You can now plug in external webcams to the iPad. You know, if you have a studio display, that webcam built into the display works. And I believe that also means it's a single input. There's no ability in iPadOS yet to offer as a developer multiple sources of video uh, or cameras at a single time. Is that accurate? Well, if you use, if you plug in a USB hub uh-huh. into the iPad, you are able to get more than one video source into Camo or other um, capture apps, I guess is the other mm-hmm. the way to call it. Um, so I use like a powered USB-C hub as well as a Thunderbolt hub sometimes if I have a lot of peripherals hooked up yeah. to it. Um, I'm sure we'll dig no, I love, deeper into that I love that the later, Thunderbolt but... Hub. I've got this like $200 Thunderbolt Hub. It's like uh, buy it the oh, which once. One, which one do you use? Can I, I ask? Uh, the OWC. Uh, oh, whatever nice. Me one too. There is. Yeah. yeah. The one it, that has like 11 ports. That has, yes. Like, it's got Ethernet. Yeah. It's got, yeah. 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 A bunch of stuff. I'm a, it's I'm like, I'll buy this one. once and it'll last forever, hopefully. Yeah. Um. I actually, the funny thing is I have, so I have that big one, like you said, the, the $250 one. Yeah. And then I also have like the more compact version, the one with just the four, um, with right. the four yeah. extra ports for traveling. Um, they're just, I, I. And Thunderbolt seems much more, I tried USB-C in the past. It was just always so unreliable. It's like, well, it's, I need to, yeah. yeah. I, I definitely like, I don't know why it took me so long to get onto the Thunderbolt dock thing. I really only got it onto them this year. And now that I have them, I like don't understand how I ever existed without them because and, with even powered hubs, it's like, yeah. you know, it just depends on how much stuff you have hooked up to it. And then it's like, you know, sometimes your audio interface needs more power than your yes. your computer or your iPad is able to provide. It becomes a whole ordeal. So in that single yeah. cable, you could swap between if you have a laptop and iPad, that's you just plug in once yeah. and you then have your full setup, you know, for whatever device you want to use at that time for just that one cable, which is awesome. Yeah. And then, so you mentioned, so with the hub, the OS will accept multiple video inputs. That's, that's a feature of, of, have you guys ran into what the constraints of that are? Yeah. So you can, you can have up to two separate video inputs. So whether that is the iPad camera, any of the iPad built-in cameras, any webcams that you want to plug into the iPad, or if you're using a professional or production camera, um, or want to bring in a game view that has to come in through a capture card, okay. which also counts as a video input. Um, as far as I know, that that is all that Apple has allowed in their multi-camera sessions. Um, hopefully with, you know, really positive feedback and a lot of excitement about products like Camo Studio for iPad and, and similar, that they will open that up to more and more camera sources moving forward. We'll yeah, see. it's interesting. So the onboard built-in camera counts as one of those sources. That that's kind of a curious thing to note. Like you, you'd think you'd have you know two external, and then you could use the internal stuff, but it's it's two whatever the source is. Yeah, right now that that is how it works. But hopefully, we'll have a little bit more flexibility with that moving forward. Okay, so um, this brings me to uh, I'm wondering if you kind of like. Uh, spit or um, think through how one would do a video podcast from the iPad with Camo Studio. So, you know, I was, you know, I was thinking, you know, plugging in an iPhone with the USB-C directly to the iPad as one source, 
but I'm not sure. Do you know of a great like video, like FaceTime alternative that uh, would output that video into the iPad in a kind of good way? So that was a really interesting concept and idea that, you know, I kind of got from how you presented the question. And so the, the short answer is we're not able to do that at this moment in time. Yeah. But it would be really cool to be able to bring in like iPhone screen as just a video source for right. any other type of content that you would want to create. Um, and so- that works for if I'm just doing a screencast. I did try this. I, I was able to do a screencast of just, you know, iPhone apps. But once I tried FaceTime, it just was yeah. not happy. I haven't tried right. Skype. I don't I, know. No, there might be some limitations with iOS and trying to hook that up externally. Yeah. So as far as we can tell in our testing is that it is an Apple limitation that doesn't allow multiple apps to use the multiple camera sessions at the same time. So like... Yeah, because we we did some testing with like trying to record FaceTime calls with each other, and that was just on the iPad, and it yeah. was just blurred out. And we were like, "Oh, I guess you're not allowed to use the camera with more than one app at a time." Um, but yeah, as in in our testing, this as far as we know, this is an Apple limitation that we hope will be lifted in the, in the future with developer feedback from with user feedback from you know people that are really into the whole Apple ecosystem. They I do feel like Apple does listen to 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 feedback when there's enough of it. So um, hopefully we can we can get there because I think that would be that would be really cool to be able to do. I will sure. say mm-hmm. I will give you a solution now. It is not yeah. with Camo Studio. Right. It is with our partners over at Switcher Studio, which mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with, but they are also an iPad streaming app. Yes. Um, and they do have a guest interview remote interview feature so okay yeah Yeah, i have explored uh their solutions in the past um the one very appealing thing about your product is we haven't talked about this on ipad it's completely free of charge um i'm not quite at the level where i'm willing to spend um the very professional it's a very professional app uh on their end with um their cost structure um So it's, it just doesn't make sense uh, currently, but I've played around with their app in the past and it's phenomenal. Um, <laughs> I just wish they had a more um, lower level uh, entry point, which, uh, yeah. I hear you on that. But I will also say that I personally am big on collaborations. I got my start with content and podcasting. Honestly, I am more comfortable doing collaboration style content than I am doing solo content. So yes. personally, internally, I will be pushing for that feature because no, be awesome. I would like to be able to do interviews from just the iPad without needing to use anything else. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. And it seemed it, it kind of feels like it needs to be all in one app. Like Camo Studio kind of needs to build out a, a, a video conferencing kind of tool that lets you record stuff which is a whole another level of <laughs> it is a whole yeah. other box to yes. to unpack there but you know never say never we yeah. are always listening for this kind of feedback and we honestly our software is incredibly feedback driven like we have like a running dock this is for our desktop app and for our iPad app we log every single feature request and then we sort of organize it by like how many of, of this same feature have we gotten and then those things will get moved up on the priority list for the roadmap. So 
Yeah. Yeah. No, we awesome. are listening to all the feedback. <laughs> if, if people want us to add this feature, feel free to write into us at support at reincubate.com. We're at reincubate on socials. We check all of it. We, we, we love to hear from, from people that are using the app to see how yeah. we should further develop it. Because that would be very cool in the long term if that ever did happen because you could be doing a multiplayer game with somebody and you yeah. still have another video source if you do it in-house to totally. have the video the video game alongside the two cameras. Uh, if yeah. I'll, yeah, if I'll be perfectly honest, so I do light, light Twitch streaming yeah. sometimes and with my but i don't do solo streams i yes. have a stream that i do we replay ace attorney it's me and my best friend from work oh, that's awesome. and so i'm like i would love to do this with our app <laughs> we yes. can't do it yet but <laughs> like you know that is the dream because yeah. you know i i like to be able to bring in someone and to be able to game together i think just really it's like a different sort of live streaming presentation that i i prefer opposed to like doing solo for sure. content creation. Yeah. And uh, trying to entertain the chat while you're... That, yeah. It's always a very... Um, I, it seems so simple to be a Twitch streamer, but it's, it's a, I, I look at what they're doing. They're like trying to keep up with the chat. They're trying to... I, I, I've tried to do it and you lose the enjoyment of the video game at times. So with all that, yeah. yeah. No, it can be a lot when you're trying to sort of like balance actually playing, but also like looking at the chat. So that's yes. what's really useful when you have a, you know, running mate because you can kind of take turns with like, yeah. you know, leading the conversation or just talking about the gameplay if someone else is monitoring the chat and wanting to respond to things there. So, yeah, sure. I'm I'm definitely pushing for this feature internally. <laughs> <laughs> so, one thing I'm curious about is technically is it possible to add the ability to save audio into separate tracks so you have different video sources you have two video sources right uh, is there any way um in the future as for the pipeline to add a because i'd love to be able to ISO recordings yeah so yeah. i'd love to be able to capture a video and then send each track separately into like ferrite to then edit that for some other kind of audio production of it totally i think we definitely need to implement that moving forward right now we're not able to especially because just when it comes to audio um, for the iPad experience, there is also an Apple limitation there where yes. it only allows you to use either the iPad mic as a sound input or you can bring in, you can plug in a mic or an audio interface, mm -hmm. but it has to be the last thing that you plug in to the iPad for you to be able to select it. It's a very <laughs> strange little, very specific limitation <laughs> that Apple has put on on audio specifically. Um, yeah. But we are not the only ones that have run into it. I've already seen a few other like YouTubers talk about sort of this Apple limitation. I'm like, oh, it's not just us. It is, it is an Apple thing. We hope that they will open that up in the future because, yeah, right now the iPad can basically only process one audio source. Um, now, if you have an audio interface that mm -hmm. has the feature to record separate tracks, of course, that would only be your own that you have plugged like various right. instruments or you know, microphones plugged into that one physical audio interface. But yeah, that doesn't really help when you're doing collaboration content. Either. Yeah. So. And when you're doing Twitch streaming, I could have sworn I heard my Nintendo switch alongside the microphone. Is that? Yeah. So different? I, so I was able, I use an audio interface. Yeah. I did actually a lot of homework and kind of ninja together yeah. this setup um, because I, I I don't know if you do you have a switch or do you have much yeah I have a switch, switch and I bought okay. a special cable that's like um, a capture card yes and, a, and a one that you know a, a dock as or yeah. you know as well 
So you know that it's yeah. not as straightforward as just plugging in. You know, it's not exactly plug and play. You have to have the dock, and you need it's like you know. Yeah, because the I Nintendo Switch a... requires all this power to do it. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So I got so... this uh, brightly colored blue and red. Um, dock alongside the capture card says so very obvious what, what, it, what it's for <laughs> yeah i think that might be the same one that i have because mine is also like blue and red yes. and it's very brightly yeah, colored yeah. And, it's, i think yeah. they're two different companies but they use the same manufacturer for the part of the cable it's like yeah this seems perfect because <laughs> i'll never lose it and confuse it with what it's for yeah yeah exactly i do love that it is very much looks like it goes with a nintendo yeah. switch but um so using because you already do have to have the switch plugged into a capture card mm-hmm. to bring into the iPad, I then rigged my setup to I had to get a special cable which it plugs into the iPad uh, not the iPad the switch audio jack the yep. three it's a three point five right, millimeter yeah. and that plugs in that cable is three point five millimeter to XLR. Which okay, yeah. My audio, audio interface, interface XLR. takes XLR. My I mic see. is XLR. So then I plugged in the audio interface into the iPad. Of course, it was the last thing I plugged in before yes. recording or streaming. And then I was able to get game and mic audio into the stream that way. Okay. So so that's that's the way to do it through the audio interface. Yes. And if you're just using a Thunderbolt hub, plugging in the hub would be the last thing you plug in because it's the only thing you plug in. Is that accurate or Yes. So I, I mean plugging into the hub. So because yeah. I, I, yeah, it would be, I usually already have the hub plugged in I see. to the yeah. iPad. That's an interesting question, though. I wonder what the iPad would do. If you just if... plug the hub in straight after yeah. everything's configured. Yeah. That's, I would have to test that. But okay. my, I would, I would just, I would probably just say, just unplug that audio input and plug it back in after yes. you have plugged yeah. in the, the, the hub just so the iPad does not get confused on it. Yeah, hopefully next year we get some true audio management tools because it's... it's yeah. yeah, and I I feel like Apple has some iPad apps that are able to do this or maybe I'm not that involved, but... Yeah, like, it's weird. Like iPad, FaceTime but... now lets you, if you hit the speaker icon, select different audio things so it's they're, okay they're getting i don't know they're slow okay get there. maybe yeah. yeah so someone over there is aware that 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 people are have more robust needs for audio than they are currently providing i guess is the most yes. diplomatic way to put it <laughs> yeah so twitch streaming from camo studio uh, so you can bring your nintendo switch you know ps5 whatever kind of game console you could even probably you know adapters gamecube and older stuff it, it has to be are there analog capture cards? Like, could I plug in a N64? Has explored that at all? That is a great question. I don't think we have, but I do know there are members of the team that have sort of like the more legacy Nintendo um, products. My guess would be that if you can find a capture card that you can plug that into, that right. like it has to convert the analog signals to digital in some way. That's right. The thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, what's this experience like streaming to Twitch? I, I did notice like it's directly integrated into the app, um, as well as YouTube. I was very impressed with YouTube live streaming because I remember the past uh, when they killed Google Hangouts many years ago. I tried to do just YouTube live, and it just didn't work because it was just so complicated with just like what's all these different settings and stuff, but. It seems very well baked out, the live streaming capabilities within Camo Studio. Um, so can I walk me through what's this like? 
Yeah, so there was actually quite a bit of back and forth with the team for the YouTube streaming experience. And honestly, all the credit goes to our incredible dev team. I really just talk at them and yeah. let them know what my experience has been with <laughs> other streaming platforms on desktop. And I'm like, can you guys just make it work? And they're like, we don't know. Maybe we'll try. <laughs> and usually they do. So yeah. they are really awesome and at dealing with me especially. Um, but, but yeah, so... I, I agree with you. Using YouTube Studio is actually, just like you said, there's a lot of settings to dial in. It, it can be a little overwhelming for people that so. are just first starting out. Um, so we thought sort of the best way to approach it would just be like, what do you really like need for when you're setting up a stream? And yeah. that is a date and a time, yep. um, which channel you want to um, stream it to and whether you want it to be unlisted, listed, or um, public. And sort of like work backward from there. We got a lot of inspiration from, like I said, desktop apps that do streaming for how they um, integrate sort of their YouTube experiences. So we did do a lot of homework, market mm -hmm. research to see sort of like what was out there and did our best to put together what we thought would be intuitive and easy to use and just straightforward. Like that is kind of like our whole mantra is that we want things to be like really intuitive feel and very straightforward like just on the streaming note i you know i i don't know if you've tried obs at all but there's so many settings that you have to not only set but you have to understand them before you can yes. even begin to know which one to choose right. um so we we kind of are, are here to try to just eliminate all of that and and make things very intuitive and straightforward that's great yeah and uh, the chat it's integrated as well. I, is it in YouTube as well as Twitch or how does that work? So you can bring in the YouTube chat. I will say that, so it's very popular to like be able to add comments onto your live stream mm -hmm. from, um, from wherever you are streaming from. Yeah. The current way to do this right now is in the form of web overlays, okay. which I don't know if you have much experience with these. I really only started to use web overlays a lot when we started to develop and concept this app because, you know, I knew that we were going to need to support yeah. them. And so I, I really learned all of this sort of in the last three to four months. So I'm by mm -hmm. no means an expert, but they're really cool. You can yeah. do so much with web overlays without needing to do too much on the back end and like stream elements. I really love. Um, I don't know if you've checked them out, but they have a lot of really great like web overlays that are pre-configured, which mm -hmm. is the key part to yeah. like show up when there's an action, like when you get a new follower or like, you, you know, you get a, a, a new tip or mm -hmm. something pops up, you know, there's like a little pop-up thing that yeah. shouts them out. That's really cool. Um, and so all of that works through web overlays. We, we definitely would recommend if anyone is interested in bringing like any part of their chat stream activity onto their, onto their actual stream to, to check it, check out web overlays. Yeah. Stream elements are our, our buddies over there. Okay. So stream elements is a separate company that kind of focuses on this kind of solution of web overlays, which is a yes. universal standard that you, you just, what do you plug in like a URL into Chemo Studio yeah. and it puts in the web overlay that you can that Yeah. So basically the there is a new scene um option and mm -hmm. one of the new scene options is new scene from web overlays. Okay. So when you look up a web overlay online, whether that's on Stream Elements or overlays.uno is a really popular yeah. one for like widgets also. 
um, they will have a little link for you to use. Mm -hmm. And you just pop that link into the new scene from Camo Studio on iPad and it will pop up in, in the app. And you can, you know, set your video sources to match the frames or full screen. However, just depending on the overlay and how you want your video feed to look along with the web overlay. Um, but yeah, it really is as simple as grabbing that, that overlay link from online. Also, I would say configuring it online because that's yes. how web overlays work is they are configured on, um, on a web, in a web browser. So whether okay. that is like entering your, um, your social media handles, those are mm -hmm. really popular ones. Like I've seen this really cool one that just sort of constantly rotates like your YouTube, your Discord, your, yeah. Um, various social media handles. Um, you can configure all of that in a browser and then pop that browser link into the new scene from Web Overlay mm -hmm. and it pops up like magic. I, I wish I, I, I need to at some point probably dive a little bit deeper into how these are actually created because I just think it is so cool. Like, yeah, people have really put a lot of thought and effort into creating these overlays and, and they do some really cool stuff, like just with our stream panels, like, so, you know, you can see the chat, you can have them show your stream chat, you can have them show when a new follower tips, super chats, um, stream activity. It's, it's just, it, it's really cool. <laughs> awesome. And uh, do they dynamically resize or do you kind of have to set up the aspect ratios and everything on the web uh, interface? So that's a great question. Mm -hmm. um, in my experience, they have dynamically resized to my canvas settings yeah okay so but I, it might vary based on what you're using kind of thing yeah i i would say i the most most of the web overlays i have tried have been from either stream elements or overlays.uno um if anyone runs into any ones that they are getting some weird behavior from we'd love to hear about it we'd love to investigate and see how we can make it work smoothly um, but I do know, I will say just on this, the, the note of web overlays, for example, I've mentioned that I'm a, I'm a little bit of like a desktop primary girly, yeah. like I, I'm primary desktop. So I, I always check sort of the, web, what the web, you can preview what the web overlay will look like by mm -hmm. just pasting that link into like a browser um, yeah. address. And so sometimes on the desktop, it'll be like sized really weirdly and it will look kind of awkward. I'm over here, like changing the zoom percentage to make it fit into the onto my desktop screen size i've never had to do that when popping it into the ipad like it just wow. seems to know yeah. how it's supposed to be cool. sized and so that's just in, in our testing we right. haven't run into it but like i said if anyone's getting web overlays from anywhere that they feel like are not working the way they're supposed to please let us know we are you know like i said we'd love to hear customer feedback we'd love to just dig in and see how we can get it to work yeah and I believe the Twitch integration, as far as the chat, I think, did I see that it works even with what, what, without a web overlay? You just can't interact with it? Yeah. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yes. So that is our stream panels and how yeah. they are. So I guess the, the easiest way for, way for me to put this is our stream panels, the intent behind the stream panel is for the content creator to view stats whether that is, you know, the chat, the activity, um, stream health, however they have pre-configured their mm -hmm. stream panels to look, that's information that is useful and information to the content creator that is content creator facing. And Oh, so that's for, not included in the actual stream going out. 
Right. So oh, that you. is okay. for just like you to monitor. And if you do want to bring it onto the stream, you would have to use a web overlay. Okay. That Got is it. configured to show any of those specific stream actions or stream chat, for example. Okay. That makes total sense. And uh, that could actually be pretty, I mean, pretty cool because you could have the chat over your face and use that real estate that otherwise is just like, here's my camera, but I really don't need to be looking at myself the whole time um, kind of thing. This episode is sponsored by Agenda. In this quick break, I want to share a bit about Agenda's big multi-window update that happened earlier this year and is now very useful with Stage Manager finally being in a great place. So before we get to all the awesome new multi-window additions to the app, I want to make sure everyone knows about the new ability to navigate Agenda very quickly with just the keyboard. By hitting Option Space on the keyboard, you are now brought into a quick search box that allows you to open notes and projects really quickly. Just by searching for the name of the note or project, you can either just hit Enter to open that first result or arrow down to the result you want to open and hit Enter to do that, all with just your keyboard. It's super fast and is so nice not needing to use the trackpad or touchscreen to jump to the note or project you want to work in next. Another thing I love in Agenda are the little touches. You'll notice in the sidebar your various projects. And for projects that are loaded full of notes, you'll see three complete lines. I have projects with as little as half a line, and others that are two and a half lines, and many that are three full lines. It's a really nice touch that gives you a visual indicator of what projects are pretty empty and what projects have tons of notes. It's just a really nice touch being able to glance at the sidebar to see that variety of which projects are very full and which projects don't have much in it. Finally, the huge thing added earlier this year was true multi-window support. Every note now has a little window icon. You'll find this next to the gear icon at the bottom of every note. This button behaves a bit differently if you are in split-screen mode versus stage manager. In split-screen, it'll bring that window front and center and dim the background. This is the same behavior you'll find in Apple's Mail app if you create a new composition window. This is an awesome way to work if you do just want to focus on that single note and is the mode I work in when I'm writing up scripts and it's what I call kind of the iPad focus mode, allowing you to focus in on that sole task versus you know stage manager where you have a bunch of windows open and it can be a bit distracting. Just like an Apple Mail, you can manipulate this window with the triple dots on the top of the window, which lets you transform that window into a slide over window or use it in split screen. At any time, you can tap the icon on the bottom of the note to return the note back to the main agenda window you started from. If you are working in Stage Manager, hitting that window button will pop that note out as a brand new window that you can move and resize however you want. The sidebars of Agenda are hidden, but if you want to use that window for a different note, you can slide out the sidebars to move away from that note. And just like working in split screen mode, you can tap the window button on the bottom of that stage manager window to bring that note back into your original window you're working in. If you want to skip scrolling to the bottom of your note to tap that window button, you can also at any time just hit Command O on your keyboard in either split screen mode or stage manager mode to open that note in a new window. And that is a huge time saver if you're someone that uses this feature quite a bit. 
And it's just overall a very well thought out system for using multiple windows and agenda on the iPad. And something most apps have not really thought out to this level. And it really does make sense on the iPad. So those are just a few new things worth checking out in Agenda if you haven't already. And if you haven't downloaded Agenda, give it a shot. It's free to download and use with no obtrusive ads. And to unlock the full power for Agenda, give Agenda Premium a shot. One thing Agenda continues to do that I love is their approach to these premium features and unlocks. If you ever decide to cancel your Agenda Premium subscription, you get to keep all the features that you unlocked during the time that you were a subscriber. And you can now opt for their new Lifetime Unlock, which will unlock the full power of Agenda on all of your Apple devices with just a single one-time purchase. To learn more, go to Agenda.com. Download Agenda 18 today for free from the App Store. My thanks again to Agenda for sponsoring this episode of iPad Pros. Learn more at www.agenda.com. Um, as far as capture cards, are, are is USB-C kind of where they're at? There's Thunderbolt capture cards are not a thing or wouldn't make sense in that realm yet? Yeah, so capture cards are like... And there's a the wide that, price point. I've got one that's like yes, 15 bucks. <laughs> it seems to work great, but there's other ones that are like 200 bucks. I'm not sure what you're getting for that extra money with, with, with some of those. Yeah. Yeah. So I can dive into this a little yeah. bit with you. As, as you mentioned, I, our team has tested a huge range of capture cards from this $15 one right here yep. to, uh, you know, <laughs> $40 ones to a hundred dollar to $200 ones. Um, and they've, we've actually not run into one that just flat out doesn't work. They all yeah. work. As far as we know, we have done a lot of testing with Elgato capture cards, mm-hmm. which, are like such as the Cam Link, the HD60X, they all work wonderfully. I guess to answer your question about like why you would choose a, a more expensive capture card over this $15 one right. is that I know, for example, the HD60X, the Elgato, that's a really popular one for streamers. Mm-hmm. That allows you to bring in a video source and output it to do different locations. So you could do you could output it to your game stream and also like output it to a monitor that ah, you know you can hook up to another monitor that just for yourself to, for you to be able to see it more clearly just depending on how you have yeah. your stream set up so gotcha that, that makes a, no sense yeah. if you're gaming you can have the big gaming monitor in front of you and then also right. output the stream where you're not trying to play the game on the yeah, yeah. and there's also um like capture cards that most capture cards these days will take 4K 60 FPS, but most of them, especially these $15 ones, really yes. only output at 1080. Yes, I agree so with that as well. Yeah. That is also something to be mindful of is that, like, just depending on what type of content you're creating and how you want it to look, if you feel like you need 4K, you might have to pay a little bit extra for a 4K capable capture card that outputs to 4K. So right. it is, there is a little bit like of, of reading and studying that I would recommend for people to. Um, make sure they get the capture card that's right for for them. Um, and we are actually working on publishing a list of capture cards to our site, uh, just the ones that we've tested. Yeah. Um, awesome. So, yeah, like, and you mentioned Thunderbolt. So, like, Thunderbolt is great for, like, sort of the reasons we've already talked about, mm-hmm. but the connecting capture cards and, and webcams, for example, that's a USB standard. So, like, yeah. your, it, the Thunderbolt will help 
power everything, right. but you're, you're not going to be necessarily limited in performance by not having Thunderbolt as opposed to like gotcha. high-speed USB. Yeah. And if you're using Nintendo Switch, it's still uh, 1080p. That's right. But maybe the <laughs> next right. one will be yeah. 4K. We'll, we'll see. But. Yeah. That's why I'm, I've been using this little $15 one has treated me well. Yeah. It's so tiny and, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah this one is also very cool because it's USB-A, but it also can be USB-C. So oh, nice. on that note, if you are only plugging in a capture card to your iPad, make sure it's USB-C because... Yes. If you want, if you, I, we have definitely had situations where I'm like, I can't plug this in because it is the wrong, <laughs> the wrong um, yes. USB format. So that is, if you're going straight into your iPad with the capture card, make sure it outputs via USB C. Otherwise, just just get a hub. Honestly, yeah. though. So <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and you can use the magic keyboard to power your iPad. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, while you're doing that. Um, so one really cool thing is you can also, while streaming, save that video just onto your iPad storage, or if you don't have enough room there, hook up to a hub and you got this big external SSD. Um, that seems pretty great. As um, Is it the same quality um, that's being streamed as being captured locally, or is it yes. a little bit better locally, or how's that it, work? It actually, it should be the same. Um, okay. When it comes to streaming, there are... Other factors such as mm -hmm. your internet speed and sometimes if you live in an apartment, yes. how many other people are using that same internet line can yeah, affect if it's, your... Yeah, if it's 10 a.m. versus 6 right. p.m., you might have different <laughs> results for the stream. Yeah, Yeah. so I guess in, in that sense, the local recording would not be affected by... Right. By any bandwidth by, issues you may be right. right up against, yeah. So, but what you'll see in the Camo Studio preview will be what gets recorded. And, you know, our frame rate and resolution settings are in our Canvas settings. They are laid out for people, you know, the most popular ones, 4K 30, 4K 60, 1080, um, 1080 30, 1080, 1080 60, all these yeah. um, are sort of, was yeah. Thing. And so those are, those are the true resolutions that you are streaming at and should be recorded to as well. I guess uh, as far as um, local storage needs, if you're doing like a 4K 60, is there like an estimator in the app for like how long you're able to stream um, before running out of space? <laughs> so that we don't currently have that, okay. but that actually did get raised during our testing process because yeah. that is an issue. I mean, if you have one of those, if you don't have very much storage, um, on yeah, your I have iPad a one terabyte alone. iPad, and I, I, I'm still using like half the storage, so I'd probably run into problems if I start capturing an hour worth of video. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That is a great feature request. Um, it is already on the radar, but I will make sure to put a plus one for you on, on that one because, yeah. yeah, that's a good point to be able to sort of see how much storage your your um, your iPad has left and yeah, how much absolutely. time that is. Yeah, yeah, that's something I noticed oh. with the the iPhones. It'll uh, the new iPhones when, when you're capturing to an external, oh, or it'll tell you nice. as you're capturing, you got this much space left on the SSD you're hooked up to. Oh, that's awesome! Um, yeah, because yeah. I, I mean, I have iCloud storage now, but back in the day before I did, I was that person that was always running out of space for, and it's like I just shot this awesome yoga video, and then it hit end, and it's like, by the way, we didn't get any of that because there's no storage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so good call. <laughs> Yeah.
Yeah, we have, this is definitely something we're interested in implementing moving forward. We've already gotten a lot of requests for it. And I, just like I said earlier, our our phones have such better cameras yes. than almost any webcams on the market. Um, we definitely want to um, be able to allow people to use their awesome phone cameras as, as video sources. So it's good to hear that there's interest in it, as yes. always. Not at the moment, but that is definitely... A, Definitely something we want to be able to do. Yeah, it's kind of funny. The iPad Pro got a camera bump at some point. And I look at that that camera bump. It's like, I look at my iPhone. It's like, wow, this thing has not been touched <laughs> in years. It's just yeah. like, it's like stuck in 2018 as far as like the cameras and the iPad, which which is fine. It does the job, but nowhere right. near as, yeah. No, that's it's not even close. It's when you're, especially if you have like a 12, yeah. 13 or 14, it's mm-hmm. just like, it is like, oh man. And it's, it's funny. So I actually have, before I got a upgraded iPad for, um, to test, to test our camo studio with, I was running on an iPad Pro first gen. And okay. so I, I did see a big jump between yes, the iPad Pro so, first yeah. gen and, and the, the iPad I'm on now. But still, yeah. like, I, I'm just like, yo, the iPhone, iPhone is still light years, light years ahead, yes. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That original first gen finally, uh, didn't get the OS update this year. It finally. Yeah, I was <laughs> devastated. I was like, "No, this iPad has served me for so long, and I it's, know. it's the yeah. one that's I can't even run uh, iPad OS 17 on it, so yeah. I can't even do Camel I'm Studio." I'm gonna be bummed when the second generation um, gets cut out because I really love the 10.5 inch second gen. It just yeah. it's like the best home button iPad they ever made. It had nice thin bezels and ProMotion. It was a, it was a great little iPad. So I'm gonna be sad. You know, whenever that discontinues. That one finally gets retired. Yeah, as it I could like be to next say. year, but hopefully not. Hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed worse. that it yeah. lasts as long as as we can make it. <laughs> yeah. So um, we mentioned game streaming. How else do you see people using this app? Is this something you know teachers would be recording stuff? We even talked about the Apple Pencil stuff, but that seems like a natural use case. Uh, teachers, but who else uh, is this app for? Yeah. So. Honestly, I would say anyone that is producing any type of video content, you can really kind of think about about using Camo Studio for iPad for that. Because other than game streaming, which, like we mentioned, is brought in through a capture card, mm-hmm. you can also record or stream using a professional production camera, DSLR, mirrorless, that can be brought in through capture cards. So... All of the scene building tools and picture in picture, that all is, you know, extends to whatever you can hook up to the iPad, basically. And so, yeah, like teachers love, we have a lot of people using, a lot of teachers using camo, big fans of camo. So um, that's actually, so you mentioned the pencil feature. I thought Mm -hmm. something that was really cool that was unlocked with this iPad app is that, if, especially if you have an iPad with that is M1 chip or newer, you're yeah. able to use the iPad screen as a video source. Um, yeah. You did mention that earlier a little bit. But that means that you can do a presentation in Keynote or or PowerPoint and like do a little picture-in-picture picture and superimpose you, yourself onto that a little bit easier, easier in an easier way. Yeah. And using the pencil feature in addition to all of that, you know, you're, you can do circle things on your PowerPoint or your keynote. You can draw and write things instantly. You can do that if you are doing like any sort of app or app tutorials, app walkthroughs. Mm -hmm. Um, 
just being like, hey, this is where we're looking. This is where you can find this setting. Um, I think just like with the with the pencil tool and being able to capture the iPad itself, um, especially as we see iPad being like a rising star in education. Yeah. Um, like it's, you know, I kids these days know how to use iPad way better than, than yes. the geriatric millennial over here. <laughs> um, but so all of our, our app was really built for the iPad, meaning that if, you find the iPad experience to already be intuitive. Like this is just another extension on top of that. Like even bringing in like photos or frames that you want to use for your background. You can bring in even video files to use as like an animated video background. Mm -hmm. All of it is just like very, very iPad intuitive, I feel. Um, so yeah, any content creators that are doing recorded or stream content, teachers that are, you know, giving presentations, um, people that do tech tutorials, app walkthroughs, mm -hmm. lots of use cases. And one of the use cases, which actually was sort of like our last use case in mind, I would say, is just the ability to use your iPad as a bigger monitor for the switch or yeah. for uh, professional cameras. Like right. we've gotten, we've seen a lot of people just be like, this is so awesome for using it as just a bigger screen for the switch. Yeah. Um, but also like if you think about using like DSLR mirrorless cameras, you, they have this tiny screen on the back when mm -hmm. you're trying to configure all your settings. So it's just being able to see it on a bigger screen. You can take it into full screen mode on the iPad. It just gives you like a way bigger view of what your camera sees and like how your settings are applied when you're like, you know, dialing in white balance yeah. or like, you know, and I, I don't know enough about camera settings to, to dive deep into that, but it is just so much easier than trying to do it all on the device itself with a screen that's like two by two right. inches and that's yeah. being generous. No, that's pretty cool. And do you need to use a USB-C iPad for this or it are there capture cards that work with lightning iPads that would work here? So not as far as I know. Okay. And so Camo Studio for iPad does run on some iPads that are not USB-C. Okay. It but is not able you're not able to plug in It's all for, you know, cameras. you're you're doing stuff within the app, no external. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. cuz I, I I don't think and especially as Apple moves away from Lightning <laughs> even with their phones, I'm yeah. not seeing really hardware producers make uh any hubs that are specific for that Lightning port. Yeah. So. But the iPad mini with USB-C all the USB-C iPads work with this. It doesn't need to be Thunderbolt or anything. Yeah, as as far as we know, the USB-C iPads are all good to go. If if anyone runs into any issues otherwise, please let us know. We'd be happy to take a look and and see what might be going on. But yeah, USB-C is is sort of like the safe is the recommended. Yeah. I would recommend for yeah. the the for the best experience that you would want to use one an, an iPad gotcha. with USB-C. Yeah, and you mentioned earlier uh, M1 or M2 iPads. You can actually stream and record in the background. So. Is this, uh, walk me through a bit on this. Like, do you have to be in stage manager and the app just like not the main app or can you be in full screen app mode and be, you know, leaving that app to do a different app in full screen as you're, uh, you're basically using the screen record feature to stream that out. Um, yeah. yeah. So stage manager is, is not, is not required at okay. all. Um, I actually was like, Oh, what is stage manager? I don't, yes. I don't even know what that <laughs> is. I know, I, I know what it is as a concept, but I haven't actually, but yeah, so stage manager is not required to switch to different apps. It, it is similar to how 
screen recording on the iPad would work on its own. It's, yeah. It just records whatever the iPad screen is is seeing. Okay. So when you do select the iPad screen and start a recording or stream, it like pops up with a little floating picture in picture mm-hmm. camera view that pops up in the corner that basically okay. lets you know that, you know, that also gives you sort of like a little bit of monitor to see like your 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 camera view and like what you look like. Right. Because the are, camera will stay active yeah. along with the screen. Um, yes. Which, yeah. Which is great. So the pencil feature within Camo Studio, you have to be in the Camo app to be marking stuff up, right? And then if you're in a, a different app. Oh, that's a good point. Then if you're, yeah. if you're in a different app, that app itself would probably have the pencil support, uh, I'd imagine. Like Keynote, I believe, has its own presenter mode where you can mark stuff right. up as well and all that. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I thought that one entirely through because you would need to be in Camo to use the pencil yeah. features. Um, but. It, I could see video game streamers that are doing tip videos or streaming tip videos circling different, like, look this little thing over there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. No, I also thought of other, um, for the pencil feature specifically, Mm -hmm. there's, um, I have a friend that does, she does field hockey referee content. Like, she basically teaches other people how to be field hockey referees and she does really cool things with like whiteboarding and like circling things like a player has their foot there um so i i kind of like had her in mind when we were shouts to keely dunn by the way um we had when we were working out this pencil feature and sort of like thinking of the suggested use cases for it i was like oh i am feeling like like sports content and i also am a big basketball fan i'm a big like NBA person and I'm just like I can see coaches using this to like break down plays do some x's Definitely. and o's like yeah. I um that's how that's how I envision it yeah um so so yeah I also think an, another use case would be like for creators to host sort of like create with me sessions mm-hmm. like create or draw with me sessions um obviously the pencil tool is is a little bit more you have a little bit more control of it if you actually have the Apple Pencil rather than just trying to use your right. hand to draw. But like I've seen people draw some really, really cool stuff on yeah. on on the iPad with, with the Apple Pencil. So I can see that like sort of being um, a, a vibe as well. Is there any way, if not today or maybe in the future for the list, <laughs> um, to add like a folder from like the Files app? And here's a bunch of media that I want to be switching between referencing during my stream. Let me have this folder quick and easy. Maybe I number them sequentially and I tap on, you know, two and I progress to that one and replaces, you know, the current media in that place with this one. Um, Is that something that's, you know, a a thing or could be a thing? I think that definitely could be a thing. I'm I'm trying to think of, the best way to do that now is because you can add video in, you know, video you've already recorded into a stream. Right. So I'm wondering that, you know, is there a, what's the easiest way to add, you know, multiple videos that you want to switch between kind of thing. Gotcha. So right now you would have to set up an individual scene for each one of these. For each one. And of then, okay. right. And then individually switch between the scenes okay. as you go through them. But that's a really interesting feature request um, to be able to sort of do it like in in batches, I guess. Yeah, like here's a folder of, that I just, right. you know, maybe it's images or video. Just, you know, reserve this part of the screen for that media. And, you know, as I hit hit whatever media I'm switching to, uh, 
swap it out kind of thing yeah yeah no that's that's a great that's a great feature request um definitely going to bring this one back to the team and ask them how if if how we would be able to do that but yeah, yeah like right now you are able to organize your scenes into folders and collections okay. so yeah. there is some sort of organization but it's not as robust as like the experience that you're describing yeah um because creating your yeah. creating your camo scenes, walk me through a bit on that. Like, how do you set up a stream, making it look how you want it to look, and um, switch between scenes? Are you able to like retain all this stuff? Except, I want to change this one thing between this scene and that scene. How does that all work? So, right now, when you set up a scene, it is um, it's it's pretty intuitive. Everything is pinch to pinch. Or open pinch. Again, yeah. What is the, the phrase yeah, for? Pinch, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pinch I, I know. and then unpinch. Yeah. Yeah. To resize. I think most people that know what an iPad is yes. will know what I'm talking about here. Um, but yeah, it's pinch to resize and then drag to place where you want it to go okay. on your canvas. So it is like, and even though I, I will say I am very familiar with this app, I've, I've been doing this demo so many times. I know it is possible to set up a scene in about three minutes if you know where things yes. want to go. <laughs> um, but obviously you probably would want to play around with it a little bit. You know, mm -hmm. now we have like custom frame shapes, like you can do a circle or a square or custom rectangle shapes for your different camera views or your game views. We yeah, that's to... pretty cool. Your face can just be in a circle. So it's not taking as much space. Which is yeah. Nice. It's that's really popular. Like for the little circle view instead of like a full, full rectangle view these days. Yeah. So we kind of jumped on that bandwagon and, and added circles, which we don't even have in our desktop app. So, yes. um, yeah, <laughs> so little, it's really quick and easy to create like a picture in picture scene for game streaming, for example, like, Double tapping a video source will bring it to fill the entire canvas. So if you are just setting up like a very straightforward game stream, little picture in picture of, of you using whether that's an external camera or just the iPad camera, mm -hmm. it is one click to add your video game source, double tap it to bring it to full screen. One more click to add your camera, resize it a little, pop it in the corner, add some effects if you want, and then you're basically good to go. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And you did also ask about how to sort of like continue building your scenes after you've like built one. Yeah. Right. Right now, setting a new scene does. It, it creates a, a blank slate for you. Um, you are able to duplicate scenes also, but they are and they're all managed in sort of like the scene editor. Um not scene editor, scene organizer. Sorry, okay. scene editor is what might be possibly coming soon. I cannot okay. confirm or deny. No. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, scene editor is a... We, we, we want to basically add like more tools for people to build and customize their scenes even further. But yeah, you're able to duplicate or... Um, duplicate scenes that you have for what you said mentioned mm -hmm. about wanting to just change one thing in a yeah. scene that you've already created. So there is that option. Um, I will be perfectly honest with you. I am that person that does not do file organization. Yes. Um, but I recommend it. I highly recommend yes. it for, <laughs> for people that are, are have like, you know, have scenes set up for a specific stream. Please add that to a collection and have your scenes yeah. ordered the way that, that you, that will make it very easy for you to access. I, it is a do as I say, not do as I do situation because I am notoriously bad at file organization. Yeah. Have, um, has the team considered 
or I don't know, keyboard shortcuts. Is this in the app at all? Uh, maybe like command one would switch to scene one, command four would switch to scene four to be able to not have to touch the screen or interact in that way, but use keyboards to kind of help with your stream. That is definitely something we have discussed a lot about. And I know that we want to sort of like make a few like preset ones that mm-hmm. are, that make a lot of sense for you. Just like you said, like command one for moving to the next scene or something yeah. like hotkeys and shortcuts. That's definitely um, something that I feel like is, is almost needed when, when you are live streaming, you want sort of everything to be at a touch of a button yes. instead of needing <laughs> to go through things and like click through things. So yeah. So yeah. You're not, like, you're not in the video stream. Just like, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. So yeah. that, that is, um, that is coming for, for more sh- keyboard shortcuts as well as like hopefully in the future, like stream decks are super popular. Mm-hmm. Um, we would, we're definitely looking forward to, to, to being able to integrate with Stream Deck as well. Yeah, and I almost almost wonder uh, building like a, a companion iOS app to Camo Studio. Maybe you have a second iPad that communicate with your other iPad that you can program out like a big touch surface to control things. Uh, I don't know how used that would be. It'd probably be more used on iPhone with the iPad as the, the companion. That's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, like kind of like, I guess sort of how... I mean, not exactly a one-to-one parallel, but like, you know how the Apple remotes have sort of like the touch right, pad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so yeah. the, the, I always feel like that's so that's so crazy how you can just like move things around like on a mouse and, yes. and move things on Apple TV. So I guess yeah. it, that's sort of like a similar similar concept in just yeah. being able to control. Yeah, basically like a little smart remote for right. for, for the, the iPad app. Yeah. That's that's uh that's a very interesting request and definitely one that I'm sure our engineers would love to spend uh, several hours wrapping their heads around. <laughs> yeah, it's something you could uh build into the Camo iPhone app that eventually will be used with the iPad as a camera source, but it could yeah. you use it as a camera, it could be used uh for control. Yeah, I I really like that. Yeah, I, I hashtag, <laughs> hashtag not a developer, but right. yeah, but, but like I like love that idea. Happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um back to the streaming your iPad screen. Uh, just some things to keep in mind. As we talked about earlier, audio on iPad is kind of a mess. So you want to be probably streaming things that are not playing audio, ideally, right? Is that a consideration? When you are screen recording from the iPad, mm-hmm. that is the one time you are able to hear the the source audio. Okay. So as, lo- yeah. as long as it's not FaceTime uh, or other video conferencing apps, everything else should work. Yes caveat yes. also don't be trying to play apple tv content and doing a audio commentary track on right. i think that stuff gets also blocked yeah yeah so yeah. like but like i for example I, one of the apps i use on ipad is duolingo a lot mm-hmm. if you're doing recording you yeah. know which actually this is i just is thought that, of this is that a weird switch uh niche of people doing duolingo performances and no I think it's great. Like I love. I think it is that so can be funny. fun to watch. Actually, I love the little owl guy. I think Duolingo has yeah. done an amazing job with their branding. Oh, and, absolutely! Like while I was testing, because like I said, I'm a bit of more of like an iPad casual. Yeah. With Duolingo being one of the apps that I actually do use, I was like, oh, maybe I should I should jump on the Duolingo content train and start just like streaming my language lessons. Definitely. <laughs> um, with the iPad app, but and yeah, you would get all of because Duolingo. Well, I brought up Duolingo because I really like sort of their sound effects experience. Yeah. With with the with the language learning, and so that you would be able to hear all of those sound effects 
um, on, on the stream. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. And with the stage manager, iPhone apps actually behave pretty well as just a window that's floating, uh, which is neat. Um, um, which I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure the current stat status of when you're in full screen mode, what it does with those iPhone apps. <laughs> yeah. I don't have enough experience with stage manager, but I, I know a lot of people use it very to, to sort of like help keep things organized. I just personally have, have not gotten to venture yeah. into that. Sounds like I need to test it out though. <laughs> yeah. A couple other things before we wrap it up. Um, Camo Studio has this portrait privacy and replace background modes. What can be said about these? What do these these do? So if I'm being perfectly honest, those are probably our most popular feature for our desktop like yeah. pro version. It is so um, portrait mode was our first was sort of like our first sort of hero feature that we launched and people love it. Portrait mode gives you like a nice background bokeh blur okay. complete with a slider for intensity okay. to awesome. adjust like, you know, how intense you want that background blur to be. So for example, I'm based in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I live in this tiny apartment. My office is basically arm to arm. And it's like, I yeah. don't need that much blur because my stuff is right behind me. And yes. it's very obvious that it's right behind me. But some people that have, you know, bigger rooms that they're shooting in, they might need a little bit more blur to make it look realistic. Um, so that's configurable and it is super popular. It looks great. It really, because unless you have a mirrorless or DSLR camera, you're usually not able to get that beautiful, like background bokeh. Um, yeah. so portrait mode, that is that sophisticated bokeh background. Privacy mode is sort of like, like, um, the blur background in zoom, for example, where it just mm-hmm. completely blurs everything out. You can't see any detail. Okay. No one has any idea where you are. And then replace is virtual green screen, which allows you to um, bring in a, a custom virtual background, which got super popular with, uh, you know, Teams and Zoom over the last couple of years. People love the can, virtual background. Can you bring in a video source as the virtual background? Not yet. Not okay. yet. We've gotten a lot of requests for that. That could be fun, bringing the Switch that, as your background or something. Yeah, like that. that could be really <laughs> cool. Um, so not yet, but we have gotten requests for that. And I am... I'm 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 the internal chaos person that I'm like, oh yeah, we need to do that. Yeah. Oh yeah, we need to do that. And the teacher team is advocate, like, yeah. yeah. So I am, cur- yeah, I am the customer yeah. advocate. Then, yes. There you go. <laughs> so currently, it's uh, static images for the background. Yes, yep. static cool. images for the background. And there's a yeah. couple built in, or do you have to bring them in? There's a night, a um, bricks, a roof, or lamp that are custom built in, which actually looks like the same backgrounds that we offer built in bundled with the iPad app for like, if you want to use it as your canvas, but as this is super integrated with iPad, you can, it is any photo in your photo library that you're able to bring in. By the way, I actually just tried this and it is letting me bring in a video as a background. Oh, very cool. So uh, a pre-recorded video. um, Yes. Yes. For the iPad, though, that is not a feature that is available on our desktop app at the moment. So for oh, the interesting. for the yeah. video background, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so no. the, yeah, that's that's interesting because yeah, most most of the stuff is uh, from the, the Mac app or whatnot. Auto framing, what does this tool do? Auto framing is face tracking essentially. So okay. auto framing keeps your face in the center of the frame. Um, Could so, you be walking around a room if you're using like an ultra wide camera? It would try to. Yeah. Okay. It would basically keep your face in the center, and you do need to zoom in a little bit for mm-hmm. it to have you know somewhere 
for yeah. the camera to be able to have somewhere to pan. But it's it's super cool. I use it. It's really useful. I'm as you can see a little bit. I'm a pretty animated talker. Yeah. I move my hands a lot. I am pacing a little bit back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always have on face auto tracking yeah, to keep my face in the center. If you of, use of the little the circle, exactly. View. So yeah. you're always in there, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also auto-framing, we have two auto-framing options. One is just auto, and the other one is auto-framing with zoom, which that means it adjusts, like, the zoom level also. So I am mostly moving left to right, but mm-hmm. if I was moving more forward and backwards, yeah, the zoom would be able to zoom in on my face as I move back and then zoom out as I move forward to sort of keep my face in the same right. size as... Um, as I want it to be. Gotcha. Um, also, I totally forgot to mention we have a really awesome new background feature called the remove feature that is actually exclusive to iPad Camo Studio on iPad at this moment. Okay. Which yeah. is quick and easy background removal. It is just like takes away your background immediately, which is super popular with like game streamers is to be able to like have sort of like just their floating um, camera. So replace puts a different background there, but remove is just yes. nothing behind you. It's just yes. your floating head. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, I'd imagine the spotlight effect works with the auto framing kind of technology. Uh, what's, what's- yeah, so the spotlight effect actually would work a little bit more similarly to our like our, our background segmentation features mm-hmm. because for the background segmentation features, it's basically keeping the subject in focus okay. while blurring out or replacing the background. Spotlight, what Spotlight does is it brightens up the subject and darkens sort of the view behind them to sort of like bring your face into focus. This is really cool when I have forgotten to charge my key light and and it just helps brighten up my face a little bit and and it, it brings it just keeps the face the subject well lit while sort of lightly muting everything in the background so mm-hmm. it's sort of like putting someone in the spotlight which is why we named it that yeah. name kind of corny i know but it's also fully adjustable in intensity with the slider so just depending on how much help you need with with lighting um you can make it a little bit more intense or like just barely a little bit. Nice. Yeah. I uh, recorded a video the other night and I have terrible lighting where I'm at, especially at night where there's no window that helped me out. And I realized this 27 inch monitor in front of me, if I just put a white Google image, yeah. search, white image, put that full <laughs> blast, it, it did the trick to make the video pretty usable. Um, so using that in conjunction with spotlight, cause uh, having yeah. a good source for the software to work with is definitely helpful. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's not going to replace actual good lighting, but it will help. Um, it will help a lot. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, Oh, I've got this huge monitor for me. Let me use that as a light source. That's like, a great, like little, like impromptu, like hack though. Like, yeah, yeah a huge monitor turned up a hundred percent brightness. That's basically like, you know, having a softbox in front of you. So. Yeah. Cause at night, um, I've got this light uh, above me, which just looks terrible as the main light source it's just yeah. like this big light uh yeah so uh, oh you gotta get you gotta get some uh um, the ring lights i know yeah, those are, uh, those the, are the, things. yeah. the ring lights or key lights i have um like a phillips strip 
mm-hmm. that that sort of runs across yeah. and I usually have the key light as well. The key cuz I can like I like the Philips lights because you can like kind of create vibes, you know, I can like kind of make them yes. a little bit colored a little bit and I usually have background lights too, but yeah. um we we were only doing audio so I didn't turn them on. Sorry. Yeah. Um okay. but but yeah, like I like having the strip for just like warmer or cooler lighting. Yeah, um, definitely. And then then the key light to really help light my face. And I have a window on the other side of my office, so nice. I'll get like a little bit of supplemental lighting that way yeah. also. So So we gotta get your lighting. We gotta get I know. your lighting. I, I lighting do mostly audio, so it's like <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> as far as you know, the Mac version, what what can you do there that you can't do on iPad? Like what what are some of the big differences if you do if you do have a Mac and you wanna kinda check out that experience as well? Yeah, so our Mac version has way more like fine-tuned image controls such as like brightness, saturation, contrast, like it really gives you sort of like full control over your video. It has more robust like um zoom and pan features so you can like crop to specifically where you want whereas mm-hmm. the iPad is really just does the face tracking and and slight zooming in. The features for like white balance I have not yet made it to the iPad. White balance is probably my top used because I like to play with lighting. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm often adjusting white balance to make sure I still look normal. Yeah. Even if I have crazy light seams, schemes going on. So those are in our desktop app um as well as like exposure and ISO features. Sorry. And then also our desktop app does have a overlay editor. So you are okay. able to create overlays and scenes within the desktop camo app, which you can export to work with the iPad app, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, very nice. The iPad app just doesn't have the ability yet to to create scenes from scratch, like sort of on like overlays, like adding mm-hmm. elements and shapes, et cetera. That is available on the desktop app. Okay. Um, but at some point, we hope to bring all of the awesome features we have on our desktop app as well as the features on our iPad app that have actually leapfrogged our desktop app because our desktop app doesn't do multi-camera. It doesn't do picture-in-picture. It doesn't have streaming capabilities yet. We want to get everything um, on Mac, Windows, iPad. We want everything, all of the platforms to have everything. But we also want to make sure that we present things in like a way that is clean and sleek and intuitive to the platform rather than being like, oh, we just need to throw all of this stuff in there. Like we want to make it like we we're big on making things look like nice and sleek and making sure that like the experience feels intuitive. That's that's at least my biggest. I am the loudest in the room when I feel like something is not intuitive enough for like sort of our our general um, user base. So, Yeah. yeah. And that's interesting. I didn't realize streaming was actually only on the iPad. That's like a, a curiosity. Yeah. It's an interesting sort of path that we've come to to make it here. Like we've been getting requests for streaming on the desktop forever. I, yeah. I like, I'm not a developer, but I guess it was just way easier to go ahead and implement in the iPad app yeah. when we were building it as opposed to the complexities of it working on desktop. So that's where we're at. And I'm, you know, like really excited to bring, just like I said, all of the features to all of the different app experiences. Yeah. Awesome. And then, um, mentioned earlier, um, this app is completely free on iPad. Is, are you guys exploring what a pro version would look like, or is the plan to just continue to build this out as a a free app or what's the, so as, as, all of the discussions we've had is that this is going this app is the free version is the pro version. We okay. are yeah. like we don't have any plans to change that yeah. in the near future. I I also 
not I like to not speak in absolutes, but sure. all of our discussions have been this is going to be a free app. Our our desktop app is not free, so if people yes. want to support us and really love the app experience and will use it on the desktop, we would hope that, you know, maybe exploring licensing our desktop experience would also help support us building continuing to build the iPad app. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. And then where can people go to learn more and kind of get started with with this app? So to learn more about Camo Studio on iPad, we created an awesome landing page for it. It is camoapp.com slash iPad. We have also been working hard to sort of build out our YouTube channel a little bit more with like I recently posted a few of our use case videos for the iPad. I host live streams. I try to do them whenever I can (laughs) sometimes just with the work schedule. I haven't been able to get consistent, but like we're we're really focusing our YouTube channel on content that is like a live in order to be able to talk to customers in real time and hear feedback in real time about how they're using the app and how they want to use the app, as well as creating just educational content for doing better video in general. For example, I have not yet done this show, but Lighting 101 is definitely on yes. on my show list, <laughs> which I will definitely send over for you to watch so Absolutely. you can get, you. get your lighting set up. But like I've done like, you know, live streaming 101, audio 101. It is really kind of just to like cover the basics of content creation for people that are looking to start to do more video. It's um, one of our, our, the biggest things that we've noticed is that there's been quite a barrier to entry when it comes to getting great video, whether that's on the iPad or on the desktop, which is why we concepted being able to use your iPhone as a webcam to begin with is to help people look better on video. Yeah. Um, and even though, you know, things are moving back to in-person, offices are coming back to in-person or hybrid, um, remote meetings also aren't going away. So like these experiences are, are still going to be here. And we hope that we're able to make great video accessible to as many people as possible, no matter if they're on Mac, Windows, iPad, et cetera. So yeah, yeah that's, that's really our whole thing is, is great video made easy for everyone. I'll be super curious to see if uh, personas in Apple Vision Pro are accessible to developers and building out some kind of crazy video creation experience there. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be really fun to sort of follow along and see how all of that unfolds. Because um, yeah, I'm sure that, that platform will, you know, grow very quickly as the you know the Apple Watch and iPhone did in its first couple of years. Just the, I'm sure the APIs will get more and more and. I'm not sure what's there on day one, uh, if it would yeah. allow so stuff like this or not. Are, are you planning to get one? Is that, yes, are, that uh, day gonna, one. Be, okay, I'm very all right. For that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I will have to, you'll have to do an episode on, on it so, so I can tune in and hear what I, the experience um, is like. I, I do a uh, a Vision Pros podcast as well. That's my other show. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> All right. All it's a right. monthly show nice. right now. I've done um, four episodes. Uh, but yeah, yeah. yeah so. Oh, cool. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's really awesome. So you are just primarily iPad though. So you don't do like, you don't have like a Mac computer no. set up? So okay. um, my iPad's my one and only computer. My wife has a MacBook Air that I never touch. It's her computer. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have a 2011 MacBook Air that every once in a while I'll rip a CD to add it to iTunes match. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's the only thing I do with that thing at this point. Wow. Yeah. I just think that's so incredible that your entire workflow is, is iPad, iPad based. Yeah. So. And then, um, yeah, vision pro will be my second computer. And <laughs> that's, um, I, that's you really know, I figure cool. <laughs> if I work from iPad, I could probably 
do a lot of this from there and we'll see what that's like. So, yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, yeah. I definitely look forward to hearing about your experiences there. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully early next year. We'll see what that, what that means. Yes. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that we haven't covered about Cambo Studio that you'd like to before we, uh, we wrap it up? Um, I think, uh, I think that really covered about everything. I would also, I guess one last sort of shameless plug is, um, to sign up for our community email newsletter. That's where I share sort of when I'll be doing live streams. I also host drop in office hours where it's just on zoom or on discord. Um, and it's basically just an open call for people to drop in. They, you can ask questions. It can be camo related. It can just be video related or video yeah. content related. Um, I am in this role to not just represent the app, but to really learn more about how people are approaching and, and doing video to better understand what tools we might want to implement in the app to continue yeah. to level up the experiences. So, um, yeah, I would say our community newsletter, you can sign up uh, on our webpage. Um, and that's where I will be lightly spamming you with emails really yeah. just to tell you that i will be online here at this time and you can come hang out with me if you want <laughs> excellent so, well thank you so much yeah. i really do appreciate your time today this has been just fascinating to, to learn more about this incredible app that uh, is now out yeah thank you so much and uh, at some point when i am doing a ipad focus show i will have to have you come on my show as well i'd love that yeah thank you all right thanks so much tim well that's my interview with eden all about Kano studio my thanks to Eden for her time recording this interview. And if you haven't already, go out and download Camo Studio. It's really an incredible app. My thanks again to Agenda for sponsoring this episode. Learn more at www.agenda.com and download Agenda today for free from the App Store and give those multi-window features a try. They're really, really awesome. Thank you for your time and attention tuning in. And I'll talk to everyone again real soon.